Oh. <clears throat> Hello, everybody, and welcome to another spicy, red hot, scintillating episode of the of the Chocolate Bros <laughs> podcast. You're here with Adam and Brian. I am Brian. Bros. He is Adam. And, we're and you'll rose. We're I'm here in the office today. I normally work out of my home office in the mornings and go to the mm-hmm. go to the chocolate shop in the afternoon. But I'm in the office this morning and I've been relegated to the to the storage room for anybody watching this on YouTube. Good times. That's right. That's right. Well, you know, Adam, the thing about it is if you're going to be aggressively uh, unhygienic, then we're going to put you in a small room <laughs> where the with the boxes and stuff. And that's just the way it's going to have to be. That's yeah. You got to just keep me away from the, the good, dignified, honorable folks working in this office. You know, did you ever see that Seinfeld episode where the valet got in and he had the B.O. and it yeah. affected the car? And yeah, well, I'm not saying that you have it that bad, but I'm just saying, you know, t- mix in a shower, bro. Mix in a shower. It's in the realm. It's in the it's realm. In the realm. It's in the realm. I might give my BMW to a to a to a shady hoodlum type character and drop the keys in there. <laughs> in all seriousness, mm-hmm. um, I do shower every day, so I just want to get that on the record. And I'm I, sure you do. And I, <laughs> for, for those of you not watching, right? <laughs> for those of you listening, I just did an eye roll and head shake, which does yeah. not translate well to the auditory realm. I apologize, but no, uh, th- just just to put it out there, Adam. Adam smells wonderful. He's a lovely smelling, uh, I, uh, no, I ran, no odoriferousness. I, I, I ran out of deodorant and oh. under, under on the down low, I've been using my wife's lavender scented deodorant. <laughs> 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 she, I don't think she doesn't know. That's right. So Rhett, you've uh, before you were like uh, redolent of tobacco and manly smoke. And now you're just kind of flowery and lavendery. Well, I've yeah. never, I've never smelled you for good or bad, bro. You're a, neutral, that's a good sign, right? If you can't, you're, you're smell, a neutral presence in my, in my olfactory life. That's a good deal. If you can't smell sure. a person, that's a good thing. Absolutely. That's, like no yeah. news is good news when it comes to the <laughs> smell realm. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, Hey, uh, everybody, if you want to get, get some wonderful chocolate, check us out at fortunatochocolate.com. Brian, I know Do you, that. you asked me not to really make a public announcement and I'm not going to write it in the body of the email when I send out this podcast, mm-hmm. but in this podcast, I'm just going to go ahead and mention that we do have 68% dark chocolate back in stock. We're for the moment. We got still, one pallet of it. We're not mm-hmm. making a big deal out of it. We're semi rationing it until a much bigger shipment comes in. Theoretically. Well, put those, it this way. Weeks. The listeners of this podcast are the, the listeners of this podcast are the, the, probably the most hardcore and they deserve to know about it. The greater universe of email readers would quickly overwhelm us and run us out again. So I think it's okay to say it on the podcast, but we probably shouldn't mention it on email because my gosh, that stuff goes fast. Yesterday, I saw that we immediately got immediately sold huh. a big chunk of the one pallet that we received. So, yeah, yes, if yeah. the folks from this, from the, the folks that are listening to this podcast want to go ahead and get in there, do it now. Get in there, get that 68, stock up a little bit. Um, we'll almost certainly run out again before the big shipment uh, gets here. Uh, it should be here shortly. We're just like we, I, the folks have got to be exhausted and just nauseous to hear us talking about supply chain problems again. But problems getting a truck from the Port of Houston to, the, to our distribution center, problems getting a truck from the distribution center to where we are here at the fulfillment. Um, boy, oh boy, it's just tough to move stuff around these days. And then winter weather and all that kind of that stuff. It's a bad deal all the way around and we'll leave it there. I guess. So, so yeah, we got this, we got this supplemental shipment of the 68% in mm-hmm. one, one pallet. And then if everything goes according to plan, which it won't, which it never, it hasn't in, <laughs> in a couple of years ever, 
It used to go <laughs> pretty closely according to plan, but now it doesn't. What was it? The was it the famous a uh, uh, fight doctor Custy Amato who said, uh, "You're you know, uh, uh, regarding boxers that yeah, you yeah. know your your Every, strategy is great to get punched in the face. Everybody's right? got a plan until they get punched in the mouth." Right. Exactly. Yeah. And that's sort of like, that. I mean, that's life in general, but that's definitely when it comes to logistics, like we have a plan for getting our product to the folks, but every, we just keep taking those face shots. Boom. There's, you know, there's another, I think it's an old Jewish thing. I, I believe it is where it's a man was talking to God and he told God he had a plan for his life and God laughed. Yes. And that, yeah. And that's kind of how it's been with, with the chocolate company lately, which, which stinks, honestly, which yeah. stinks. Because it's not like we're lazy or something. It's just it's out of our hands. We're doing the best we can, but I'm kind of lazy. I have I have my lazy moments. But in general, you're not. You wait what? Let, let's just do a rundown of what a day looks like for you since we're riffing right now. <laughs> so what time do you wake up, Brian? Be honest. 4 a.m. And what do you do when you wake up? Uh I snooze twice and I get out of bed at 422. Uh-huh. Um, and then I uh I I'm at the gym at 5 a.m. And I work out until about 10 to seven and I have to be home at seven 20. So my daughter can go catch the school bus. And then, um, my wife typically gets home from the gym a little bit after that. I come to the office about seven 45 and I work until about five 36, sometimes picking up the kids from school or taking them to their various activities or sporting events and I get home and, uh, Laundry, fold clothes, clean, clean the kitchen, clean up, trash, cat box, um, get my stuff ready for the next day, play with the kids, read with Dominic, play soccer, play basketball with them, like house soccer, house basketball, try to clean up a little bit of the madness, um, see if Amara needs help with her, uh, with her homework, try to get a little time in uh, talking with Ceci and then go to bed in bed at nine 30 asleep by 10 to do it all again the next day. It's not a lazy existence. You're right. Yeah. That doesn't, I didn't, I didn't catch very much laziness in there at all. But sometimes when I'm at work, I take, I do take a moment off of work and go like, check out like snowboarding forums. So you want to know something? It's not a hundred percent. You want, you want to know something, man? Only like a super hardworking person would think that (laughs) taking a moment or even like 20 (laughs) minutes in their workday to like look at some snowboarding stuff out of the day that you just described, you'd feel guilty or kind of lazy. During the winter, though, occasionally I leave work early and go snowboarding. And I I did actually take most of a day off of work. But even that's not lazy. That's not a lazy man's hobby. No, it's exhausting. I, de- I definitely, I definitely, while I'm, while I'm relaxing, I'm, I'm, I'm working, I'm physically, I'm physically busting my butt. So yes, that's yeah. true. All right. So I they- don't spend, I spend verging on zero time sitting in a chair watching TV. I, and I, my, my schedule looks pretty similar to yours, except for I don't wake up at four. I wake up at five. It's a slacker, Adam. Come on, man. Uh, I wake up at Get five. Busy. Get busy yeah. over there. You wake up at five. That's good, but you don't go to the gym. So yeah, I don't go to the gym and mm-hmm. I don't, um, I don't look at any forums and pretty much all of my free time is dedicated to doing research and thinking about other ways to make the business better. Yeah. I uh, that's think- my hobby. My, bi- the, mm-hmm. my, my hobbies are the business. And so mm-hmm. I really don't have any mind space other than my family and the business. That's about it. Yeah, I do. I do my thinking about the, the businesses that I'm involved in uh, at the gym uh, as I'm working out. And uh, yeah, but I definitely I have a hobby, which is during the winter months, a bit of a time suck, which is snowboarding. Um, you got to drive to the place and you got to get the gear on. You got to go do the thing and you got to drive back down. And it's hard, hard to find that time. But I selfishly carved that time out. And then during the summer, I, I, I do no selfish time carving uh, to make up for it. 
I got no beef. I got no beef with that at all. But the whole mm-hmm. reason we started talking about that is because it's not like we're not lining up the shipments. No, it's time. not because we. We're, it's not because we just didn't feel yeah, like you blew, it done. blew off setting up the shipment to go snowboard to go snowboarding or look at a forum. It wasn't that. No, it it's not that. that. In no. fact, we've been working harder than ever, like submitting documents. And another thing that's happened is, is because of Brexit and, and all of our chocolate shipments come out of Europe that the regulations are actually stiffer than ever before. Mm-hmm. We have to submit way more paperwork. So we're actually working much harder than ever before with mm-hmm. a, a less satisfactory result. So yes. good times. But anyways, somewhere during the month of January, we feel quite, I personally do feel confident that sometime in January, we are going to get a relatively large shipment of chocolate coming in. Mm-hmm. And then we will be full, we'll be full throttle on, on selling the 68% again. Which is by far I love your optimism, bro. You're infecting me with your optimism. Let's do this. Let's get some chocolate yeah. in here in January. Let's hey. sell it. Let's get it out to the people. Let's put it in our mouths, uh, eat it, and feel great. Hey, Let's do here, this. Here's here's a very confident statement. I am relatively sure mm-hmm. that sometime during the month of January, Ooh, yes, there is a decent probability mm-hmm. that we will be able to potentially sell our number one, our number one most popular product to the customers who want it. Absolutely. That's 24. Yeah. You've got 24 days to be right, bro. And I'm, I'm rooting for you. I am rooting for you because I'm rooting for us because I'm rooting for them. And I'm rooting for all of us that love this chocolate to get some and have it and, and, and eat it and enjoy it. So bro, yes. the topic of, of this podcast is going to be mm-hmm. stuff that we're excited about here for 2022, the new year. Mm-hmm. We're going to get into it a little bit. One thing I want to tell you that you may not know okay. is that Javier, our chocolatier, over yes. at the over at our shop in this i'm aware Washington. of javier he's a wonderful human for being the, for the explaining who he is not for you but for the listeners i'm yeah I'm and you know i haven't had the chance to get to know javier as much as i would like to because i'm so busy i don't have a chance to hang out over there as much as you do but he seems like the kind of guy who i'd really like to get to sweet, know and great very sweet, very sweet seems sweet, like a wonderful man person. great yeah, great yes. guy you mm-hmm. know what javier made yesterday out mm-hmm. of the blue here's I what i would say about javier i pretty much can't walk into the shop without some mm-hmm. new thing being created Javier mm. made a chocolate pizza, Brian. Javier made a chocolate pizza. <laughs> chocolate Explain, pizza. You, you just put two words together yeah. that don't normally go together. It's like saying he put, he made a Lego jet. Like it does, it's just yeah. two things that you don't normally, he made he, a cheese car tire. Like it, <laughs> it just doesn't, those two things. What is a chocolate pizza? Explain that. To Here's me. what it is, bro. It's mm-hmm. a graham cracker, almond butter crust. Graham cracker, almond butter crust. Okay. I'm like, you already, you for the folks who are listening and can't see, I just did my mouth. It, it, I looked like an emoji, the surprise emoji. My mouth kind of went round and I, my eyes went, oh. Yeah. yeah. And then we're 47% dark chocolate as, mm-hmm. the, as the sauce layer. Okay. And then the toppings are all dried fruit. So we're talking oh, mango. Man. We're talking dried cranberries. We're talking dried coconut, dragon fruit, kiwi. That's unbelievable. Dragon dra- fruit dried kiwi yeah i love dragon fruit when i went to peru a couple months ago the dragon fruit were it's super in season and insanely cheap compared to the united states they're like eight dollars for one dragon fruit here they were like um they were like six dollars per kilo down there and i ate dragon fruit every day and kind of got like a, a little sick to my stomach from eating so much dragon fruit and um seeds everywhere but it was well worth it i love dragon fruit that's amazing throttle back on the dragon fruit bro 
I can't do it. That's not possible <laughs> to do it, bro. I had five days to eat dragon fruit and I maximized my time. What can I tell you? Yeah, throttle it back a little bit, bro. I had to, and I was on some dragon fruit forums because you know how I am, you know, and I took a little time off from my busy day to just yeah. focus on dragon fruit. I mean, I'm not going to apologize for it, but I will say it's not the most productive use of my time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So this is an example, and this is going to lead us into this guy I, Javier's on another how, level. Dude, how was it? Tell me, tell me, give me a it taste was, breakdown. It, it was, it was, it was delicious. The one thing oh, I pointed out to Javier man. is that the crust crumbled a little bit, so we need mm-hmm. to do something to just make the crust a little bit more cohesive. But what I loved about it, come man, on, Javier, to get that crust, to get the texture on the crust, man. But what I loved about it is uh, the bite with with the texture of the dried fruit mm. was, and I know you're a big texture guy. Oh, I love the was, texture. I really and, do. And he did, and the and the and the chocolate had a nice snap to it. The crust was mm-hmm. soft, and then you had the chewiness of the dried yes. fruit. Extremely. That's where you, you satisfying the, bite, dude. You want the crust on that to have a just slightly gummy texture to kind of hold it all together and provide that good base. If the crust is so, like you got two kind of pizzas. Now, you, I love the New York thin crust. I'm a thin crust guy. I'm a thin crust guy as well. There's thin crust pizza that gets so thin that the crust is kind of like a cracker, almost crackers. That's yeah, a no, Staten you want Island it spongy. Thing. You want it to be spongy. That's right. That's a Staten Island thing. And it's, it's delicious, by the way, but it's a lot more satisfying when that when that crust stays a little chewy, a little gummy, and it tight, but also firm enough to hold the slice. You got to be able to double it over. Oh man, that's you're talking about pizza nirvana. And I would want the same on this. I would want it to be solid enough and a little bit chewy and gummy but to, but but like not not so much so that it makes the whole thing well, but of, what but yeah. what helps contribute to that gumminess you know that mm-hmm. kind of springiness and that sponginess that you're talking yes. about is the dried fruit because mm. the dried fruit comes in and gives you sort of that that gumminess that you're talking about and what then you're you, describing sounds amazing and then you have a variety of different dried fruits so mm-hmm. it's it was it's 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 interesting. One thing I've noticed about about Javier because of his sensibilities. Yes, he's, you know, he's just a re- he's just a regular dude. Actually, you mean stuff that he's sensitive to, or or, no, or sensibility I mean his, meaning like, his mental meaning like outlook on things. what what appears to be his preferences for the type of for the type of confections that he's creating. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Everything he does really could be for a kid or an adult or somebody mm-hmm. who's a foodie. It's really interesting. Yeah. He's got a really nice way of, of blurring the lines. Yes. So something is sophisticated. It's got a whole bunch of different flavors that it's interesting. Mm-hmm. And when you eat it, it's very, it's very satisfying, even for somebody who's been in the chocolate business for a long time like us. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he but fits, I think he fits our dynamic very well because there's nothing precious totally. about the stuff he puts out. It's, it's not it's, precious, but when yeah, you yeah. eat it, but when you when you you eat it and you taste it, there is a sophistication to it, but not yes. but it's not pretentious at all. Mm-hmm. And a chocolate pizza like that is a very good example of something that's fun. And what's the word that I'm looking for? It's fun. And um, anyways, it's playful enough for a little kid to, to dig it. Yeah. But also it's sophisticated enough for a foodie to get real, real satisfaction out of it. So well, it's, that's really interesting, because if you think if you think about some of the great stuff that's been out in the last, let's call it a couple of decades, think about think about um something that was strictly just for kids before, like an animated movie. And then Pixar came out and started making movies that worked very well at the kid and at the parent level. And all of a sudden it exploded and became like a mainstay. Yeah. Blurs lines. If you could do something that's working on that kid level and working on that, uh, uh, working on the, the, the parents level, uh, that's a hit baby. I mean, it that's, is. That's yeah. So if we're talking about stuff that we're excited about for two, for 2022. Okay. I, I'm really excited about the potential of being able to 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 introduce 
new, new products to mm-hmm. our customers. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, we're building out a kitchen. I was going to say in our shop, take it even further. What I'm excited about is the fact that uh, we might be able to offer some of these amazing products. These turtles that you brought over are just fantastic. If anybody doesn't know what a turtle is, it's like a chocolate. I didn't know until yesterday, literally. It's like chocolate and caramel uh, together normally with some nuts or something like that. We have these pecan we have these 47% dark milk uh, plus caramel and sea salt pecan turtles. And I'm not a big pecan fan. So when you told me about them, I wasn't like over the moon. I tried them. <laughs> they're fantastic. You yeah. can't stop eating them. And I don't eat stuff like that. They're, they're really, really good. So I'm excited for, but we, we, we don't have enough production capacity to be able to offer it to people that don't come into our store. And even then it's often sold out but we're going to upgrade the production capacity. I'll let you talk about that in a sec, but that's one of the things I'm looking forward to is making these amazing flavors that we're talking about more accessible to more people. Talk about the production. Well, yeah. So we, we opened up here. Here's one thing that I, I, I learned from you and your experience in Peru that I have adopted to our little retail shop, but also that we're now always carry your own toilet paper. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. Always have, always have a knife on your hip. Right. (laughs) Never, never don't be armed. Yeah. Right. Always be armed. I'd always have PP. That's right. You've, Okay, you've been listening. I'm glad to hear yeah. that. And one thing I learned from Lieutenant Dan and Forrest Gump, always take care of your feet. Always. Absolutely. And one thing I've learned about snowboarding, don't eat the yellow snow. Just don't eat that, Adam. <laughs> Just don't, don't do that. Yeah. Smart. No, no. Sage. Sage advice. So, um, <laughs> I don't know about, I'm not a big Sage fan, so well, I'm not, I don't know how that tastes. So, but, uh, so um, nice. You, you knew that's not what I meant when I said Sage, Brian. Don't be, oh, don't, did I, don't, be, don't be twisting my words like that. All right. I won't twist. Yeah. So. I always remember that when, when we first started business mm-hmm. in Peru, buying cacao from cacao farmers, mm-hmm. we didn't want to dictate our beliefs of what should happen onto them. Right. Rather, it was a listening process to figure out what, where, where, do we, where can we fit in here that adds mm-hmm. value and makes life better, but also achieves our goal of, of being able to put out a delicious, a delicious product. Yep. And so, and I know that this was some, so when we opened up our shop in Issaquah, we opened it up bare bones. Yes. Just, just a and shop. in typical fashion, you were like saying, let's just get it going and get it started and we'll build it as we go. And I was like, wait, I, if it was up to me, we'd have waited until it was perfect. You were right. I was wrong. And, and, and congratulations. And, on and that. The, you, well, the, well, the funny thing is the reason I was doing that is because I also know from like, from your experience in Campo, like it, it's going to take some time for us to even know what it is we're even supposed to be doing. Yeah. And, and so one thing I feel have learned to be comfortable with is not trying to dictate my, what I want to do onto the world, mm-hmm. but rather open up fast, open up minimal and let's, let's wait and see what people want from us. Mm-hmm. And, and that has been one of the real beautiful things about having our little shop. Um, we opened up with just these three bars and the cocoa nibs that we already have on Fortunato chocolate that a lot of our listeners are familiar with. Mm-hmm. And people came in and started buying that stuff. And uh, immediately Came in drawn by your brilliant idea to give away hot chocolate. Give away hot chocolate, but they came up basically. They come in and they're like, "Is this all you got?" And I could say, "Like, you just have these three bars in this shop." They'd be like, "Yeah," and then they'd say, "Well, what else are you gonna do?" And I'd say, "Well, what do you want?" And they would start kind of telling us the kinds of stuff they would be interested in. They're like, "I would like forty-seven percent sea salt, caramel, pecan, turtles." But you want to know something? That's interesting. Turtles in particular is something that people ask for. Is that right? Yeah. All right. Yeah, but. And That's so, so weird. I didn't even, I'm in the business. I didn't even know what a turtle was until several days ago. Because it's because of the part of the industry we've been in. Yeah. Turtles is a more like everyday kind of family, regular folks, chocolate snack. 
not yeah. a high end. I've seen I've, chocolate turtles from a maker in Hawaii before, yeah. but I don't think that's the same thing. So, okay. And so I hired Javier because I know that Javier has a deep culinary background. I didn't realize quite how creative he was, mm-hmm. but I just, I knew that he had experience baking and in chocolate. Is Javier formally trained in, in the stuff? Did he go to some culinary Institute? I believe Javier is a Mexican gentleman, if I'm not he, mistaken. And Mexican, I don't know if he's he a Mexican was born gentleman there, born here. Yeah. I'm not uh, sure. No, but he's been working in what I would call very, very professional. I know he's a cake maker, very professional, semi-sophisticated mm-hmm. environment. He, um, mm-hmm. I think he has received some sophisticated training. He didn't go to like the culinary Institute or anything like that, but he worked at places where he would be required to be trained correctly Mm -hmm. in order to work there. We're putting him through, um, Ecole Chocolat's course. Oh, great. Yep. Good idea. Yep. So he's going to be become like a certified chocolatier, Mm -hmm. um, to go along with his natural, his natural ability. So anyways, he's in the shop working and hearing what, what the customers who are coming into the Mm -hmm. shop were giving us feedback on and then he just started making this stuff that people were asking for and little by little our um you know our <laughs> that is remarkable that's like a piano player who's in a bar and people just come up and say and people come up and they don't just give them a song that they can play they say i'd like to hear a melody like and then but could you put in a do and then the person just sits down at the piano and goes and the person's like I love that song. So, and he's just making it up. I know That's it's pretty cool. So, and yeah. like, and one thing in particular is, is around here in our neck of the woods, mm-hmm. there's a lot of vegans. It's a, it's a Pacific North Northwest thing. Yeah. There's a lot of vegans. I'm not a vegan, neither are you, Brian, but there's a lot of vegans. I, I, I am not. There's a lot of vegan folks around here. Mm-hmm. And we kept having people come in and say like, y'all got anything that's vegan. Now our 68% dark chocolate is vegan. That's right. So we have that, but because mm-hmm. people kept asking that Javier, like went ahead and developed this whole line of vegan, vegan confection. Yeah. Including these vegan brownies that we have, which are dates. Fantastic. Have you tried those? No, they just came in. I have. Yeah. They, Dude, I I'm going to bring any that those, aren't packaged. Yeah. I'm going to bring you some of those vegan brownies, bro. Those are, mm. those are epic. They're, they're, they're grounded ground dates, cocoa nibs and almonds together. Mm-hmm. And then the case, and that's the filling. And then the casing is our 68% dark chocolate sea salt. And, um, Dude, they're epic. We have little kids coming in and, and sampling these vegan brownies, and that's what they want. And it's like, wow. as far as a chocolate snack goes, mm-hmm. dates, cocoa nibs, and almonds blended together in a food processor and encased in our 68% dark chocolate, that's a pretty nutritious chocolate snack for a little kid to be eating. Yeah, that's like, quite healthy. I know, and kids are loving them, dude. So- now, are we going to do a non-vegan, but that has like pork in it or something like that? Are we gonna, <laughs> yeah, just yeah. Some kind of a <laughs> yeah, bacon fat. <laughs> <laughs> some kind of, can we get, although bacon now bacon actually does go well. Have you ever had bacon and chocolate? Together? I, I have. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm that, not, a, I'm not a huge fan of it, but I, I could see how people would like it. Mm-hmm. I've had one that I, that, that I, that I was quite taken with. It just, yeah. yeah. So, um, so now if we're going to summarize then, so here's what we quick, quickly realized mm-hmm. we can barely make enough stuff. To mm-hmm. keep things on, to keep things on the pot, to keep things on the shelf in the store. Right, right. So at this point, it would be essentially impossible for us to offer any of this stuff online, because we'd immediately be overwhelmed with with more orders than we could possibly fulfill. Yes. And so something we had no idea we were even going to do when we first opened it up the shop just two months ago, is we're now going to be building out a little commercial kitchen within our shop. Well, now- 
I'm going to give myself some kudos, the same kudos I gave you. I told you before we opened the retail that there's no way that we would end up with three bars, that every chocolate company I know you were totally that has right. a successful retail store ends up with 80 to 120 SKUs um, because you need that variety. And we're maybe, we're nowhere, obviously we're nowhere close to that, but definitely like already, I think there's, there's 20 or 30 products in our, in our, in our e-commerce platform and, and it'll, it'll continue to grow. They won't always all be in stock or available, but that that's the kind of variety you need to offer. And it's amazing that we've lucked into having a wonderful person like Javier to work with, to help us grow that, that product count. And they're all delicious. I haven't had a stinker yet. I really have not had a single thing other than the very first attempts at panning when I thought the ratio of chocolate and nut was a little off. But other than that, Everything he does is a smash hit. He's so good. And, and one thing, though, to remember also is he's using awesome chocolate in all yes, of these. Of for real. For real. And awesome other ingredients. But yes, the chocolate we're, is yeah, top and, notch. And that means that the chocolate confections are going to be, we're, have the potential to be top notch. And we're, and we're, you know, we're, yeah. And we're always buying the best ingredients we, we can buy. We're getting the organic stuff. Mm-hmm. We're getting the stuff that's like has natural ingredients. We're using mm-hmm. these vegan marshmallows, not because they're vegan. But mm-hmm. because they don't have any um, corn syrup in them, and mm-hmm. and and um, they, they agree, like that. they're just more delicious. Yeah, the caramel on the um, on the turtles that you mentioned, mm-hmm. instead of using corn syrup, we're using angels tears. Right? <laughs> Is it angels tears instead of corn syrup? Is that how, what they use? How would that be a great ingredient? We have to make. I it don't know. Angel. It just seems very we, organic to me. We, it seems we have pure. To make, very. Have, it seems exceedingly pure. That's all. Know, There's no adulterants to, in are, that. Well, they'd have to be crying tears of joy, right? Because well, of course, Adam, tears of joy. I don't want the bitterness. <laughs> I don't want their bitter, sad tears in there. I'm talking we, about tears of joy. We bring the angels into the shop. We give them a s'more. They start crying tears of joy. <laughs> and, we, and we harvest. Uh, it's kind of a recurring cycle. We harvest the tears of joy and use that. For Fact, yeah, yeah, yeah. In the caramel. Um, That's right. But so like the caramel, we, we, uh, we're using organic honey. Mm-hmm. So we've replaced an ingredient we don't like that much with something we feel much better about. Wonderful. Um, so all that being said, the mm-hmm. thing that I'm super excited about is the, the level of creativity that we're able to bring to bear i mean it's 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 crazy just less than two years ago mm-hmm. all we were doing was selling 1.1 pound blocks of chocolate to restaurants we didn't make our own product yeah, and beans and, to chocolate and, makers and, and beans too. to chocolate makers but yeah our 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 bandwidth for creativity was nil we didn't get a chance mm-hmm. to create stuff ourselves correct we just sold it we sold ingredients for other people to express their creativity and so I'm really excited about us being able to be creative. And one thing I know we're going to be able to do that I think is going to also be a great thing is the stuff, these products that we're able to put online, they're Mm -hmm. all going to be made fresh. So if you order something, it will buy just by the, the necessity of our operation, it will have been made either to order or with just within a couple of days of your order. So how would that work? Let me, let's, let me just try and figure this out. So let's say you schedule a production run of product X for Thursday. So we would then maybe Wednesday. I don't think we're going to do it like that, bro. Load inventory into the system and make it available. I don't, Uh, I don't think we're going to do it like that. You're going to keep it over. You're going to quickly find that you cannot really make stuff to order. Uh, We're going to, we're just going to have to see what people, what people order and how much, Mm -hmm. but we're right now we're going to be set up with like five, five stations. Mm-hmm. We basically have sort of a, sort of a sushi restaurant set up right now where you can think of like how sushi cooks um, mm-hmm. are standing at stations and they have all the ingredients. They have everything. They have all the ingredients, everything set up and they make, but of course you, they're ma- if- they're ma- so they're making their most popular dishes mm-hmm. all the time. 
Right. Right. They're making California rolls at all times. Mm-hmm. Right. Because they just know people are going to order California rolls. And they've got the stuff for that probably staged and pre, they've got the pre-mix and so forth. They've got the stuff yeah. for that stage. But if a special order of something that's like not so popular comes in, they like, they don't want to make that ahead of time. They have to make it to order because mm-hmm. they don't know when they're going to be coming in. Right. So I would imagine that many of our most popular things will just, will always be making all the time. But well, I know that our production capacity is not big enough right now for us to like stock inventory. Hmm. Well, I wonder, I, I think it's gonna, well, I'm not going to make a prediction. You you're, you're very, well, you're more of an stuff. operations person than I am. So I would say that the, the, the sushi restaurant has a universe of potential clients of, you know, approximately 60 or so, cause they've got that many tables, you know what I mean? So there's not, there, there's the uh, the volume is quite limited by the amount of tables. Whereas if you go out to your email list, we could potentially have fifty thousand people seeing something, and you know several hundred people could decide to order something. And if they all ordered something different off a list of sixty things, then all of a sudden you'd get into an extremely but that's not inefficient happen. production. Well, the one thing extremely inefficient say- production environment. But there are ways to make it well, efficient. Well, and one thing I would just say: there's always an 80-20 principle at play. Mm-hmm. like 20 percent of our products are going to get 80 percent of the purchases it's That's- probably even more like i mean when it comes to things like where people visit it's more like five and 95 i know 95 like percent of people go to the same five percent of places well um, and so 80 20 may even be generous it might be more like 90 10 so i i that's the mm-hmm. thing so yeah. certain yeah. products we'll just always be making but even yeah, yeah, so yeah sure sure given sure. our limited capacity hmm like we're not going to be able to stack up months in advance. Everything's a small, you're, what you're saying is everything at this point is a small and efficient production run. So we yeah, might as we, well do and, it it's not, and we don't have machines. Like everything's going to be handcrafted. Mm-hmm. Like we have some machines to melt chocolate and to pan, mm-hmm. but otherwise the stuff we make is going to be handmade. Absolutely. So, we got to, we got to get some machines in there and, um, you know, make sure that they're big industrial type machines with a, like the pull cord and a diesel motor, you know, I've noticed like every time we start talking about like industrial machines, you've always got some kind of a pull cord and a diesel motor. I mean, it's the most important part of the industrial machinery. You got to have the pull cord and the diesel engine. I mean, or else is it really industrial, Adam? <laughs> well, I, I base every i base all my i base all my uh my my industrial uh preconceived notions on a muppet skit that i saw when i was like eight years old where the swedish chef uh had a had a machine for his kitchen and it was a it was a pull cord diesel machine and he fired it up and it was super loud and it had a, a throttle that's why i'm always making the throttle motion for those yeah. who can't see and yeah so that's i'm basing it all on that skit which i assume was you know yeah based on real life we yeah we we go into like a restaurant machine store or something and it's like, like so, where are the pull cards it's like it's like so and then they're showing you like so to, to start this thing up you plug it in and you push this button you go wait no a no, no no i want the industrial model yeah, sir. Yeah. I, I want the industrial model yeah. sir do you no, have i don't the, want that i don't want the home model i want the, yeah. the industrial i want the xl please can i get yeah. the xl do you have a diesel <laughs> version of this <laughs> pull cord only i want i'm basically i want something where you have to pour a little bit of actual diesel fuel down the exhaust pipe do you have one of those yeah do you have a diesel version and then we plug it in <laughs> so, so the right. thing the thing i'm i'm way excited about for 2022 mm-hmm. is our ability to just create great products that yes. people are going to love and express ourselves in that way and do do things fresh handcrafted um yeah. blurring the lines making it good enough for even the most um the the most serious foodie but but fun mm-hmm. enough for 
regular for that old foodie's kid. And kids. Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah, absolutely. Yep. And, and let me let me tell you one thing I'm excited about. I know we don't have a ton of time left, but I'm really excited uh, to, to to keep making a, a strong harvest for those farmers because we're that, buying as much as they can produce, and that means more income for them. It means more school supplies and and access to uh, a better medical care and how and upgrades in their house and their plumbing and you know motor cycles and vehicles and uh, maybe having a little cash to, to invest in something that will make them money down the road. Um, you know, uh, the, the, I, I can think of uh, one farmer uh, and Oscar told me about this farmer. And because we had, we bought as much as that person could produce last year, they invested in a, like a food cart and their uh, daughter was in high end and started um, using the food cart to do such And it, and then that becomes a business. I look forward to more stories like love that dude. That we're able to buy those beans at a premium price and provide more farmers with more opportunities to, to, oh boy, are we having technical issues? Yeah, I, I, I caught some of that, but I don't, I don't know how much of it, um, like we'll show up on the podcast, but just to recap, one of the farmers we worked with was able to buy a food cart. The daughter mm -hmm. started um, doing salchipollo, which is a very popular street salchipapa. food. Oh, she's doing salchipapa. So salchipapa yeah, which is, is French fries covered by uh, like a little hamburger or, or sausage sections with like mayonnaise on top of it or some other sauces. Yeah. So that's great. They were able to use the, the extra money as investment that's capital right. to start another business, which is beautiful. Exactly. So I just, I look <laughs> for, I, I just look forward to when we're buying lots of cacao um, because it means more opportunity for more farmers, and, more income. And those, and, those are my friends. Uh, and, and, and dear acquaintances of mine. And I just want them to thrive. And, and that's, know? yeah. And that's one thing that I, I actually, you know, I keep a little list of goals for the year. I don't know if you do that, but I, I keep a little list mm -hmm. of goals for the year. And just one of my big goals is to make sure that we, even though we're starting to get away from what we've traditionally done with just selling these bars of chocolate, mm -hmm. that we remember that one of the key things, one of the key reasons we're in this game and one of our, our, our underlying purposes for existence mm -hmm. is to continue to buy more and more cacao at higher prices and give back to this cacao farm community who makes this all possible. And I just, I'm hoping in 2022 that we can do more for that community than ever before and that we can we can think of really cool ways to to give back 100 and i think we'll we'll just tease something here we've got actually something in mind uh, a really special product one of a kind uh and that we're gonna um sell at a a, a price point far above what we would normally sell at not because we want to make money off it but because we want to use it uh use that money to fund uh some direct assistance uh to our to the farming community um, specifically for uh, school supplies for their kids. So that's uh, to come and that'll be announced shortly, but yeah. that's something that we're excited about. There, well. There's that, you know, one other thing I just thought about, bro, that would, that would probably be good. And that, you know, on the podcast, we're just sort of thinking out loud, but mm -hmm. I know Noe Vasquez, one of our, one of our great friends. And just called farmer. me, just called me 15 minutes ago. Um, I asked him to call I know you meant, didn't show. you mention that he's starting to try to build a little project to do some tourism? Uh, he's building a big building and in that he's got plans for a, a chocolate factory to do some homegrown products there and also for um some rooms that could be made adequate for for Dude, tourists to come in and do one some thing, cacao tourism. And, and isn't your brother-in-law your wife's brother 
in the tourist business, tourism business. That's correct, which has been suffering very, I know, but very dude, badly. Since I the have, of the I've pandemic. gotten so many inquiries from our customers asking about ecotourism. Yeah, that's a 2023 thing, but uh, we, probably pandemic-wise, but we can absolutely do it. But we could start laying the groundwork now, <laughs> and and yeah. and being able to have tourist like tourism traffic go go out to Campo, and mm-hmm. work with Noe and work with your brother-in-law, that would also probably be a pretty solid way for us to for us to give back. And then, yes, you know, one other huge dream that I have. I know it's going to be hard, but it's something that I, I really am serious about and wish we could pursue. You know, you mentioned how. Um, this particular cacao farm was able to invest in a food cart and have their, have their daughter go out and work and kind of experience something else other than working on the cacao farm. Mm-hmm. I would mm-hmm. really love to find a way to have kids of the cacao farmers or somebody from, from Campo come to Issaquah, Washington and, and work in our shop and actually see how the chocolate is being used and be involved in the final part of this process which is getting getting yeah. products ready to go out to customers that would really blur the lines. That you know, is a and, great goal, and and we we've talked about uh, Don Fortunato's daughter Joanna, who is a who is a, um, a working uh, news and Eric Repair. Oh, did I lose you, Adam? Yeah, you're back now. Go ahead. Okay, so has impressed the likes of uh, Tony Bourdain and Eric Repair, uh, the owner of Le Bernardin in Manhattan. Uh, and, and getting her up here or, or just in, in, in any way, getting the people in Campo more involved and seeing what's going on here and the retail end of this and interacting with people that, that eat and love the chocolate made from their cacao beans. That would, that's a fantasy. It's a dream of mine as well. And we're going to find a way to make, not just get people down there, but get some of the folks from down there up here. It's a wonderful. Yeah. Idea. Yeah. And, um, and pay them American wages and mm-hmm. just, whoa, give... whoa, 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 whoa. Adam. no, no, obviously. <laughs> no, yes. Yeah. I mean, and yes, just, that's and just the point. like, let them let, cause I think one of the things with cacao farmers, whether it's in Peru or Africa mm-hmm. or wherever is they almost, they have very little contact with what actually happens with their, yeah. their crops. In most cases, no contact. In most cases, none at all. And somebody like Joanna, um, like she's already a chef. I bet she would have some amazing ideas. And I'm sure she would be quite proud to create some products. With oh, the by the way, she already has created an amazing know, product that Eric that Eric Repair loved, and that would be totally commercial. But logistically, we've yeah, never figured but, out a way to do it. But yeah, she's full of good. Oh, and you know, one of the things that we like the hot chocolate mix that we're going to be selling online that we serve mm-hmm. in our store. I don't know if you've seen the packaging, but we've called it Javier's hot chocolate mix mm-hmm. because Javier Valencia, our chocolatier, is the guy who created the recipe. Mm-hmm. It would be awesome to have some products named after. Fortunato's daughter and we could just tell like tell people this was created by Don Fortunato's daughter it's her recipe yeah. she developed and she could come yeah. up and work in our kitchen for a time mm-hmm. she could create some products which would just be so epic dude and and very few other companies would be doing stuff like that and it would just be something mm-hmm. very very special that you know so that's that's I've that never kind of heard of any I've never heard of any chocolate company bringing a farmer anyone related to the farm to their first world operation and get them involved I've never heard of it it may have happened but I've never heard I know of it. and it's not it, it'll be hard. It's a dream. It's hard. That's why it's it hard. happened. It's hard to do. Yeah, but it's not impossible. It's not no. impossible. No. No. So no, it's not. those those are some of our goals for yes. for 2022. We're gonna have to wrap it up. Um, yeah, I want I want to say one more thing. I'm yeah. looking forward to. I mean, 
we've been in a, it's been a tough couple of years, right? We're in this pandemic, everybody's suffering together. Economy's been up, down, prices, inflation, shortages, the logistics, whatever, everybody, a lot of people have lost loved ones. You know, we're so sorry for all those, but gosh, I'm looking forward to us finding a way through this and things getting better just on that social front and, 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 and just finding some equilibrium, getting back to some kind of equilibrium. Um, societally, family-wise, all that stuff. And maybe maybe that won't happen. Maybe it's just a fantasy, but gosh, I'm looking forward to that um, just for my own benefit and the benefit of, of, of all our loved ones and all our uh, wonderful people that listen to us and just to everybody in the world. I'd sure like to see that happen. I'm looking forward to the potential of that happening in 22. Well, if anybody's listening to this, let me just go ahead and add something to that. Just maybe a little, a little reminder. We've talked about this mm-hmm. on the podcast before, but almost everybody let's call it 99% of the world mm-hmm. are good is made up of good people. And I think is you think, 99% the right percentage. I wonder 90%. I don't know. It's probably between those two numbers. Yeah. Pro, so let's just say nine out of 10 people are based, have good morals. They, they just yeah. want to live a good life. They'll, they'll treat mm-hmm. you nicely. Mm-hmm. Um, they'll be respectful. If, if, if they could help you, they would, uh, one of the things that's happened in this country, maybe it's happening all over the world. It's like everything is so over-politicized. Yes. Yeah. And it's just not necessary. It's just not necessary. So I guess one thing I would just say for everybody that would help us get back to an equilibrium is if you mm-hmm. would just uh, treat everybody on good faith, like just make a yeah. good faith assumption. They're a good person. They're willing to like you if you will like them. Not everything needs mm-hmm. to be politicized. And we, we should just all be like living normal lives, enjoying our lives, eating great food having great friendships, having great relationships, working on things that give us satisfaction and purpose and, and those, and and focusing on those things other than the other stuff we don't have any control over of, we don't have any control over of anyways, is like one of the key steps for us to like get through a pandemic, get through a crisis and just go back to being normal. Just, I, yeah. yeah, Just remember your humanity. I think our chocolate's the thing that could bring it all together, Adam. I mean, really do. I mean, like, hey, red hat, blue hat, camo, fatigues, cravat, whatever, yeah. whatever's your right, right, wear your beret, do your thing. Just come together over the chocolate, over the Fortunato chocolate. Go to FortunatoChocolate.com, get that 68 while it's in stock, and let's all come together over right. that yummy, delicious stuff. And forget about the politics. Who needs it? I agree. Dude. It? There's, you know, there's something even deeper, which is mm-hmm. food in generally. Yeah. Is one of, you know, people overlook it because it doesn't seem like as serious as politics, but mm-hmm. food is one of the greatest uniting forces in the world. Mm-hmm. It brings people together from cultures, all kinds of different cultures. Mm-hmm. One interesting thing is that every culture, um, anywhere you go, their holidays are all centered around people getting together and eating together. Mm-hmm. So food is a great uniter and chocolate in particular is a great uniter. Okay. Um, we're invited. Hey, let's think about the, the, the paradoxes in our business. We're environmentalists. Okay. We're socially mm-hmm. conscious, mm-hmm. but we're also entrepreneurs and, yes. and free and free enterprise capitalists. I mean, mm-hmm. food, food is something that lets you straddle a lot of lines. And so, and so does chocolate. So if you need to believe in something, believe in food and believe in chocolate, and that'll bring you, and that, and, uh, seriously, and that'll, and that, that's enough to bring you together and unite you with a lot of people. I like it. I like it. I'm in favor of it. Let's do that. Let's hold that thought in our, in our, in our hearts and in our minds and move forward boldly into 2022, eating chocolate and enjoying life. Huh? All, right, all right, bro. Go ahead and sign us off with the Fortunata number four jingle. Fortunato yum. Uh, all right, everybody. <laughs> I, yeah. I, I threw that one at you. Yeah. Nice. Well played, bro. Talk to you later. Bye everybody. Bye.